welcome to the Plant School Podcast. I'm Rachel Tenney, and here we learn all about plants, how they work, how to care for them, and it's all taught in a way that anyone, from beginner to expert, can listen to, understand, and enjoy. So I hope that you will join me in Plant School. Hello, and welcome to the Plant School Podcast. Before I jump into today's episode about fiddle leaf figs. I, like I always do, I want to announce our two giveaway winners. If you're new here, I do this every single episode where I announce two people that have won a free plant courtesy of our sponsor. It's a greenhouse that's local to me. They're breaking out into the e-commerce world and you can check them out and support them. It would mean so much to me and to them. You can go to onlinegardencenter.store and check out all of the fun plants they have there. Seriously, they're adding more each day. And last time I looked, there were multiple that I was very tempted to buy. So go check them out. It's onlinegardencenter.store. So for my giveaway winners, I choose one person who has left a review on Apple Podcasts and then another person who has answered the most recent episode's question on Spotify. If you scroll down on this episode, you'll see that there's a fun little question And all you have to do is answer. It doesn't have to be long. It can be as short as you want it. But if you answer, you are automatically entered in for the next week's giveaway. So for today, I'm actually going to be doing something a little different. I went and explained all of that. I'm not even going to follow it because my Apple Podcasts, again, is not working. This happened to me a few weeks ago. But anyways, we're just going to choose two people from Spotify for this week. So two people that answered last week's question and last episode was about using blood and urine as fertilizer, which I must say, I had mixed reviews from many of my listeners of, oh, you know, it wasn't really my jam, couldn't listen to much of it. And some people thought it was really cool. But anyways, I asked you guys in the question, would you ever be willing to use blood or urine as a fertilizer? The answers, like the reviews I got, they were very mixed. Some people, actually a lot of people, said no, that they thought it was a little too much. But there were a few of you that said you would. So anyways, I chose randomly two of you. And our first winner is Happy Do. They said, this is my second episode on this podcast. This is so interesting. I never would have thought about this. I would definitely try it though. The second random winner that I chose is Karina Jane 19. She said, no, maybe not. It doesn't seem right to me. However, I get why people would use blood, especially as like a binding with earth. And that's a vibe. Smiley face. I love that. It is a vibe, right? And I feel like that's why a lot of people are drawn to the blood one, even though for me, that was personally the one I drew the line on. So happy do and Karina Jane 19. If that was you who answered those questions, go ahead and email me at tennyplants, T-E-N-N-E-Y plants at gmail.com and I will get you all set up with your free plant. I just want to say thank you for being here and listening and interacting and answering those questions on Spotify. It's so fun reading them. And for those of you that are listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave a review because there's a very good chance that you could win a free plant on the next episode. All right, so today we're going to be talking about how to care for a fiddle leaf fig. I actually did this care guide forever ago. It was like one of my first episodes, which if you've been listening, you know that they've been unpublished. You can listen to episode 131 and it talks about my podcast if you want to figure out what I'm talking about. But I'm I'm excited to cover it again because 
I have an in-depth system that I kind of follow when researching that I didn't have back when I first started. So going through this, I was like, man, have I ever learned about this plant? So I'm super excited to share with you. Let's start off with the question of what is a fiddle leaf fig? So the scientific name is Ficus lorata. The genus name Ficus, it is derived from the Latin name for edible fig. And lorata means in the shape of a lyre. The lyre as in the instrument, not as in a liar, as in someone who never tells the truth. As I said that, I'm like, that's kind of hard to distinguish. I'm sure you knew what I was talking about. But anyways, the shape of the liar refers to the shape of the plant's leaves. Common names for the fiddle leaf fig is fiddle leaf fig. I should have said common names for the ficus lorata. But anyways, one of the most common is fiddle leaf fig, also the banjo fig, and the liar leaf fig. It is a species of flowering plant in the mulberry and fig family, Moraceae. It does produce a milky white sap that can be irritating to your skin. So when you are cutting your fiddle leaf fig, if you are pruning it, or I don't know why else you would be cutting it, maybe you're having an episode of rage, I'm not sure, but you want to wear gloves or just simply use caution when handling it. Not everyone reacts to the sap, but just be aware that it can be irritating for some. So like I mentioned a few seconds ago, the lyre-shaped leaves, they're pretty large, they're dark green, and they're quite thick and leathery. They can get up to 18 inches long, and they have these really prominent veins, and it is an ornamental relative to the edible fig, which is the ficus carica. Moving on to what they symbolize, some of this symbolism is intertwined with the edible fig. Figs in general, they do symbolize being prolific or having offspring. It can symbolize desire and longevity or a kiss. They are thought to hold the possible powers of divination, fertility, and love. And it's also believed that the leaf of a ficus tree, again, the edible fig, was used to cover Adam and Eve's perceived nakedness from God's eyes in the book of Genesis. So ficus leaves are actually still used in a lot of both ancient and modern art to modestly cover the genitals of nude figures. And it all kind of traces back to it being used to cover Adam and Eve's nakedness. Another piece of folklore is that both men and women can increase their fertility and overcome sexual incompetence by carrying a small phallic carving made from the ficus carica, using the ficus carica's wood. So again, the symbolism comes from a plant a little different from the ficus lyrata. I couldn't find a whole lot of symbolism tied specifically to the fiddle leaf fig, but it was interesting. I thought it was pertinent to this episode. Moving on to where the fiddle leaf fig originated, it is native to Western Africa from Cameroon West to Sierra Leone. It does grow in lowland tropical rainforests and it can grow up to 12 to 15 meters that's 39 to 49 feet tall so they can get so so big and fiddle leaf figs they actually often begin their life as an epiphyte meaning they grow on top of another plant and they eventually will develop these aerial roots and grow into what is known as a banyan tree with heights up to 12 meters or 39 feet so in the wild when they are growing as an epiphyte, which is very common for them, they are referred to as the banyan fig tree. And when they are outside, it flowers and it fruits. 
but it will rarely fruit or flower indoors, unfortunately. But if you live in zones 10 through 12, you can grow them outside pretty well. And I thought this was really interesting. Fiddly figs, they actually require a special pollinator in order to have viable seeds. So each ficus species has a symbiotic relationship with a certain wasp. And that wasp will only lay eggs within its associated ficus species. I thought this was so cool. So the pollinating wasp of ficus lyrata is the Agonian spatulata. I'm no entomologist, but I hope I said the name of that wasp right. So people who don't want their fiddle leaf figs to have viable seeds and having it spread, you can get an herbicide to kind of control this pollinator because where this pollinator wasp is present, the risk of a fiddle leaf fig spreading to areas that it is not wanted in is particularly high. But don't worry because this wasp is actually only present in parts of Western Australia and is only considered potentially invasive in Western Australia. This plant actually can be propagated in other ways, not just by seed. So it seems like it could be invasive because of those propagative properties but it actually has a pretty low risk score currently for being invasive. All right, let's get to my favorite part. We've covered where it came from and kind of introduced this plant, and now we get to dive into its history. So in its native region, the people that lived around the fiddle leaf fig, they actually have been using it for a long time. So the bark of it has been used for gums or resins and is known to have a social significance because it was used by some cultures in magic rituals. And this was probably relating back to its possible powers of helping with fertility. In Ayurvedic, which is Indian medicine and traditional Chinese medicine, they often use the fiddle leaf fig as a food source, and they would use the fruit, root, and leaves as medicine to treat things like colic, indigestion, loss of appetite, diarrhea, sore throats, coughs, and inflammatory and cardiovascular disorders. I just want to go through a couple of studies that I thought were cool on the fiddle leaf fig. So one showed that the fiddle leaf fig does indeed have antimicrobial properties, which is why it was probably used medicinally, getting rid of those unwanted microbes. Another study showed that it had efficacy in using the sap for treating fungal infections and pathogenic yeasts. And then lastly, I found a study that showed that the leaves have antioxidant properties. And the way they did this, they studied great apes that regularly ate the fiddle leaf fig, and they found that it had an antioxidizing effect. But as a houseplant, they have been introduced and cultivated around the world because they are quite popular. So their popularity actually starts back before it was a houseplant and it was grown in almost all tropical areas as an ornamental plant and a shade tree. So in 1916, it was reported to be cultivated in most European botanic gardens, and I quote that fine specimens have been observed at Berlin, Brussels, and Kew. And in the 1920s, it was actually reported to have been cultivated experimentally in Puerto Rico, moving later into the 1970s, It was observed as being cultivated as a tree along fences and in national parks in the Dominican Republic. And they aren't the only ones who used it because in the gardens of Nicaragua and the Philippines, they also currently use it as an ornamental plant in their parks. 
and though it has risen to being wildly popular as a houseplant, it wasn't really popular until the 21st century, so pretty recent. Its rise to fame actually coincides with a popular social media platform, Pinterest, and this happened in 2010, and my husband, who's a statistician, would probably tell me that correlation does not imply causation, but in this case, it's pretty obvious that Pinterest was what made the fiddle leaf fig very popular. It was easy to photograph, and it was plastered all over the platform. In 2013, so three years after it was exploding from Pinterest, IKEA recognized this and they made the decision that they would regularly start stocking the fiddle leaf fig, started at the price of $13.99, I know today they can be much more expensive than that, depending on their size, but way back in 2013, IKEA started stocking fiddle leaf figs. Fiddle leaf fig has been featured on a number of recent Super Bowl commercials. It's a pretty high-profile plant. In 2016, it was even named the It Plant of the Design World in a New York Times article. This plant comes with a lot of notoriety, but... As we kind of switch gears and move into the care guide section, I think you will see that this plant is pretty particular. Too much or not enough of one thing can cause a lot of problems. And with its leaves being so large, if you lose a few, it causes it to go from looking really good to really bad very quickly. So honestly, I don't know if I'd recommend this plant to a complete beginner. I think I'd more recommend it to someone who wants a thrill, a, a roller coaster of emotions, because that is what the fiddle leaf fig can give you if you don't know what you're doing. Hopefully, though, after you listen to this episode, you will know what you're doing if you have one or if you are thinking of getting one. So let's start out how to water the fiddle leaf fig. As always, you want to feel the soil of your plant before you water. So when the top one to two inches of the soil are dry, you know that your fiddle leaf fig is ready for more water. Overwatering and underwatering can cause leaf drop and inadequate or just erratic watering, you're not doing it consistently, can actually cause leaf tips to turn brown. So try to water on a consistent basis when those top one to two inches of soil are dry. The fiddle leaf fig does not love dry air, so having a humidifier is recommended, especially in those winter months when your heaters are running and there is not much moisture in the air, dry air can actually cause leaf drop or brown leaf tips. And again, you can get a humidifier or clump your plants together. Don't really worry about misting them because it can actually lead to a lot of fungal infections like leaf spot from that sitting water. The reason why this is is because the water in your home doesn't evaporate quite as quickly as it would if you know, it was raining out in its native environment. It rains on this plant and then it evaporates or it's soaked up very quickly. Whereas that doesn't really happen as fast in our homes, which can lead to fungal infections like the leaf spot. Moving on to lighting needs. Light is probably the most limiting factor for the fiddle leaf fig. So in its native environment, it is a full sun plant. It grows in direct sun most of the day but in your home, it's a little different. It can grow well indoors, but it does need bright, indirect light. If it gets a few hours or less of direct sun, that's totally fine. Although just be aware that direct sun can cause the leaves 
to have brown or dark areas or brown leaf edges. This is known as sunburn. So if this happens, move it out of the direct sun. If it's getting those large sunburn spots, but not enough sun can cause spindly growth and it to not look full and lush. You also want to keep them in a room with temperatures between 64 to 75 degrees Fahrenheit or 18 to 24 degrees Celsius. Any colder than 55 degrees Fahrenheit or 13 degrees Celsius in the wintertime is not recommended. So you can place them outside, but just be sure you bring them inside before it gets below that threshold. And you do want to keep them away from any cold drafts or hot drafts for that matter. Any sort of draft can cause sudden leaf loss. You noticing a pattern, if you do something this plant doesn't like, it'll lose its leaves. So here's another one for you before I move on. In general, ficus species do not like being moved around. So the fiddle leaf fig is no different than its other ficus friends. Once you have found a spot that your fiddle leaf fig is happy in, really try not to move it besides rotating it occasionally, you know, to get that even growth. But big changes of placement can cause sudden leaf drop. And I do want to add this note to give you some hope because I do have a little extra care tip to kind of sprinkle in here with the topic of leaf loss. If you are feeling like your fiddly fig is past the point of no return or you're worried about getting one because you might kill it because it'll lose all its leaves, don't worry because there is a way to help this. I have seen kiki paste being used with this plant with great success. So if you have it, it, you can buy it on Amazon. It's just like these tiny little bottles of paste. They have the plant hormone cytokinins and it can help encourage new growth. So this is what I've seen people do. You can score a shallow cut about a quarter inch above a node where the leaf was and you put kiki paste on the node and also on that cut and it can encourage a new leaf or new branching to come in. I saw one Reddit user, and it was actually very recent, they said that they had about a 60% success rate with putting kiki paste on the nodes, and they had pictures of it months later, and it looked really good compared to where it started out. So if you're at your wit's end, or you have a sad, sad-looking fiddly fig, or maybe you're worried you might get a sad-looking fiddly fig one day, Try using kiki paste because it seems like it can work wonders with this plant. And if you're interested in like the science of how kiki paste works, I actually did a whole episode about that. It is episode 113, how to biohack your houseplants. You can give that a listen and learn how that works. I think I even gave another example of how someone used their fiddly fig with kiki paste and the results were pretty impressive. All right, let's move on to how to fertilize your fiddly fig. It's recommended to feed them monthly in the spring and the summer, or if you notice it's actively growing and pushing out a lot of new growth. Not fertilizing consistently can cause sudden leaf loss. Again, this plant, man. And it can also cause slower growth if you're not fertilizing regularly. So using a fertilizer with an MPK value of 936 is recommended, and it's also recommended to saturate the soil Let all that excess water drip out and then pour the fertilizer water on the plant to ensure more even coverage. This is something you can do with any plant when you're fertilizing it. It's just kind of a a best practice to do. Moving on to repotting one and what kind of soil it likes, they do like to be slightly root bound. And so they can be in the same pot for several years. 
Repotting is best done in spring when they can bounce back easier, and they do prefer a well-draining soil mix that it's, that's high in organic matter. So something like a peat-based soil with some added perlite will work great for your fiddle leaf fig. I've also heard people using orchid bark for their fiddle leaf figs, something that's just well-draining and loose. Moving on to pruning a fiddle leaf fig. So pruning is not required, but it can encourage branching and provide a fuller plant. For example, if it's getting too tall and you want to trim it down, you want to make a cut between nodes or the internode area. And once you've made that cut to the main stem, below the cut, new growth will start to form and make it bushier and more full. And of course, on the topic of pruning, removing any dead leaves or dying leaves is totally fine to do, but it is not advised to remove about more than 10 leaves at a time from a moderately sized fiddle leaf fig just to avoid stressing the plant. All right, let's talk about propagation. Fiddle leaf fig can be propagated in quite a variety of ways. So first there's division, which is really simple. If you have multiple fiddle leaf figs growing in a pot, you can divide them and place them in different pots. Next, you can propagate them by seeds. And this can be done at any time of year. It's recommended to use a 50-50 mix of moist compost and vermiculite. And you just simply place the seeds on the surface of the soil. No need to cover them and put a clear plastic bag over that pot to provide a humid environment that still is getting light. And then you place it in a warm spot with indirect sunlight, keep it moist, and within about 6 to 12 weeks, kind of a long time, it will start to have growth. And when you notice that, you can remove the plastic and transplant it to a bigger pot. Just make sure you keep it moist. The third way you can propagate a fiddle leaf fig is by a stem cutting. This is probably the most popular. So you can cut off a stem piece with about, you know, two leaves, maybe three, dip the bottom end in rooting hormone powder. It's recommended to actually do an angled cut when you're going through this process because it provides more surface area for that rooting hormone powder to stick to, and it also provides more surface area for water to be absorbed. And once you've done that, you can place that cutting in soil or in water, whichever you prefer, just make sure you keep the soil moist if you've chosen that route. You can place a bag over it to increase humidity and decrease water loss. And in about four to six weeks, quite a bit shorter than the seed, you should notice roots forming or new growth occurring above. Also as a note, you may have seen people use leaf cuttings of the fiddle leaf fig and you can get your leaves to grow roots. But just know that from that point, there's not much that can happen more than that. It's kind of just a dead end. People call them zombie leaves because roots will form at the base of the leaf, but no other new growth will occur. And lastly, last method of propagation is air layering. So to do this, you make an incision all around the stem like a circular cut and then dust it with some rooting hormone powder, pack the area with moist peat moss or soil, Wrap it all up in plastic wrap and secure it with a string on each end of the plastic wrap. Water when it gets dry, of course. And when the roots have formed, it will take quite a few weeks. Remove it by cutting it from the mother plant and place it in its own container. So that's four ways to propagate a fiddle leaf fig. You've got quite a few options. Next, I want to talk about pests. They are prone to mealybugs, thrips, scale and spider mites on their foliage. So just keep an eye out for all of those. Using neem oil can help. 
a cotton swab dipped in alcohol to remove them manually, or an insecticide, or washing your plant down in a lukewarm shower can also help get rid of these pests. All right, I have two last questions. First one is just kind of a catch-all. It's extra care tips, so not really a question, but here are some tips for you. So since their leaves are so large, it's highly recommended to keep them dust-free with a soft microfiber cloth. When you do this, just make sure to support the underside of the leaf with your free hand as you wipe so you don't bruise the leaf or bend it too much and cause it to break. I've definitely had that happen. And fiddle leaf figs, they can get quite tall and they are prone to leaning. So if you do need support for your fiddle leaf fig, you can use a cane and gently tie the cane to the trunk. And last little tip is that the plant is actually toxic to humans, cats and dogs if you happen to ingest it. You can have oral irritation, it can cause drooling and vomiting, so just be sure to keep it away from curious pets or from curious children because you definitely don't want those symptoms. All right, last little question. How long does the fiddle leaf fig live for? So in their native environment, it can live between 25 to 50 years. That's pretty good. And in your home, it's a little bit shorter, but don't worry, they've been known to live for up to 15 years or more. That's pretty impressive to me. And I am confident if you follow the advice in this care guide episode, as well as other advice, I'm not the end all be all. I am confident that your fiddly fig can live up to 15 years or more. And that concludes my care guide and history of the fiddly fig. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate having you here, and I hope that you will join me in two weeks for a brand new episode of the Plant School Podcast. Thank you so much for being here and for listening to the Plant School Podcast. I hope that you will join me for our next episode. And if you would like to support this podcast and keep it going, there's a link down in the show notes of this episode where you can donate to this podcast, and I really appreciate all that help. Or you can go to my merch store, which is also linked in the notes of this episode. And you can find some really cool plant-related shirts and stickers. And if you want to support the podcast but spend no money, feel free to share it with a friend, leave a review. All these things greatly help me out and allow me to keep doing this. Again, thank you so much for listening and for being here at the Plant School Podcast. Mm -hmm.